When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. It's July, and you know what that means. It's another quarter podcast for Strictly Hip Hop. I got my guy Spike Lou of On Deck returning. Man, it was a huge quarter. We had, of course, the big release album of Kendrick Lamar. We had a surprise release album of Drake. We had announcements from Beyonce, Lil Baby, Calvin Harris of albums coming soon. It's just been a massive, jam-packed quarter, and it looks like we're going to be in a very packed third quarter as well as far as music coming out. This is definitely going to be a summer for music. So me and Spike get into all of that, plus we have some interesting conversations of course, evaluating the three artists of Cole, Drake, and Kendrick. They have all dropped within pretty much a calendar year of each other. That's the first time that's happened in a while. So we revisit the throne talk, and of course, we we establish what is the throne in today's hip-hop? How does it compare to previous generations, and what will the next future throne look like in hip-hop? We break all that down, plus much, much more give you our albums of the year so far our top tens and then also anticipation for what's to come in the next quarter so without further ado before i throw it to the podcast make sure to just follow me on twitter and instagram that's at real chris platty c-h-r-i-s-p-l-a-t-t-e if you don't know how to spell real don't follow that's the best way to keep up with everything i do for the podcast and woodward and you're going to want to check it out because i'm doing some interesting things uh particularly on Instagram, I've, let's just say I've found a way to make this audio podcast visual. So you're going to want to tune into that and, and check that out, um, breaking down breaking down this podcast, and you'll see that some of this podcast will actually be on Instagram. I'm excited to break that down to you. So without further ado, let's throw it to the intro music and let's get it popping. Quarter two, hip-hop, strictly hip-hop, with Spike Lou of On Deck TV. Let's go. everyone welcome back to strictly hip-hop as always i'm your host chris platty i am joined by a very special guest 
you know the deal on deck tv family my guy spike lou here to break oh. down what's been a half a year of hip-hop how you doing sir hello happy to be here in the building talking hip-hop with you man it's 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 a the dog days of summer as far as content and what we do but hey yeah. man, we're here to do it i can't wait to see what you got for me yeah man and speaking of, speaking of dog days of summer i was just thinking um i was just thinking as we were scheduling this you know throughout the week was how i want to make the trip to atlanta and i'm just like you know what too high. Not right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. High for, especially you're a Michigan guy, man. It's too high yeah, right no. now, man. If you want to yeah. put that on you, don't say the Spike Lou told you to come in July yeah. or August. Yeah. September, though, you'll be great. I had Get to, yeah. Some college football, man. This is a perfect place to be in September. Yeah, I had to, you know, back way back when for the 200, that was in, uh, that was in, I believe, June. Yeah, that was in June. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oof, my blood yeah. too thick for that. <laughs> my, yes. my blood's too thick for here. Yes, but uh, uh i'm i'm uh i'm definitely wanted wanted to come back out there but yeah i'm a, i'm away till uh I'm, the thing about the midwest is you only get like 12 to 14 good weeks so like you know really? you gotta just yeah you gotta just like hold on to it okay maybe more like 14 to 16 but i mean you really do only get like you know three plus months four months tops of uh of good quality of good quality weather where it's actually really warm so you know my philosophy has always been never take a trip uh a, if you're from michigan or the midwest never take a trip during those like 14 weeks like you know either take it in april when it's still got a chance of snowing some ridiculous stuff or or december november whatever like that's always been my philosophy from late april like the first week of may until the first week of september maybe all the way up to october some years in the in atlanta you're good yeah good yeah you're gonna get some great days of summer there yeah i'm listen man i'm excited i'm excited we're definitely gonna make something happen but we are here to break down what's been half a year of hip-hop uh it's been it's been just over about two months and some change since we did the last podcast breaking down quarter one quarter two has now come and gone as we are in july so we're gonna follow the same format as we did the last time basically just breaking down the biggest storylines within the last uh, within the last quarter and then uh, then our top album so far and going into and then going into what what we anticipate next as far as music and uh, and just maybe storylines and trends. So usually I let the guests go first, Spike, but you know what? I just know that this is going to be the biggest conversation. And I think that you definitely had it written down. So um, this is this is awesome because in hip hop, we finally get to kind of talk Drake versus Kendrick. Like they dropped the same time um, or around the same time that hasn't happened since 2017, more life and damn, obviously um, that being damn being Kendrick's last album before this new one. And since our last podcast, it was about a week or two before, um, before uh, Mr. Morale and the big steppers. And uh, obviously Drake just dropped within the last couple of weeks. So those, those factors leading up to now we have drake versus kendrick both lots of build up and honestly it depends on where you look but seems like some underwhelming results uh as far as commercially and this was uh this was drake's uh this was drake's lowest commercial performance since um let's see since care package which was a collection of vault 
a, a collection of music from the vault. And if you want to go like through his whole career, um, if you don't want to count that, because that was just old records from the vault, um, the only project that this honestly never might topped was so far gone. So literally, since Drake has become Drake, he has never uh, sold lower than honestly, never mind. Um, and then Kendrick being Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers was his third highest selling. But remember, there was a lot of reception or there was a lot of um, the initial projections were way higher than what it actually would actually ended up being, which was 295,000 first week. And it got his lowest Metacritic score since Section 80, still a favorable score of 85, a very good score, but his lowest since Section 80. So I ask you, I ask you this, and I got some interesting numbers to throw out and all that because I was doing some real research on this. But does the commercial slash critical reception down spike uh, between these two? And there's another actually uh, one I want to pull up here. Actually, I, I screenshotted it. So I have it because uh, hip hop numbers, man. I, I don't know if you follow that account, but I love that account because they always just post very interesting numbers. And this was uh, first week sale changes pre and post Billboard 200 Hunter bundling rule change when they changed uh, the bundle rule in October of 2020 that albums with tickets and merchandise would not uh, would not count towards album sales. Uh, Drake had a minus 16 percent. Well, Kendrick had a minus 51 percent. Um, so their numbers, their numbers are down, are, are slightly down and, uh, and critically their music is down, especially if you expand to Drake, who's been since 2020, he's dropped, uh, he's dropped care package, which again was a collection of songs from the vault. So was a uh, dark lane demo tape. Uh, and then, and those are three of his bottom four, uh, lowest selling albums. And then you have certified lover boy, which sold, uh, which sold a lot, but was also very, um, was was not very well received initially um is it does this does all this show that just hip-hop is just dying for a new throne Mm. is it that they're dying for a new throne or is it that the people at the top are no longer satisfied with the fruit that hip-hop gives them uh in a sense of what you're saying is there room for someone else to come knock those guys off? Yes, but I don't think it's because hip-hop wanted. I think that those guys individually are or feel like that they're past the space. And in your numbers, what you said there, Kendrick Lamar, for example, everybody knows this guy's a hell of a rapper. The product is great. But in what we do, the music business, there's some sort of promotion. There's something that goes with it. A lot of the times, Kendrick Lamar has been untraditional in what he's done as far as promotion, mm. uh, but he's still been out there and been able to do something surrounding the album. This, you didn't get that. You get the rollout, the announcement, here it is, and he's pretty much disappeared. I'm off to raise my kids and enjoy and celebrate putting out this piece of art. Same thing with Drake. I am in my prime as far as a rapper, per se, that people would say, but as I alluded on Deck TV podcast, me being in my prime as the number one rapper, Drake, in 2022 isn't the same thing as what a Jay-Z was in 2003 or the same thing as a Tupac in 96, meaning that the position now is much bigger. And since the position is much bigger, if I'm Drake, now I can't just make uh, views or if you're reading this just too late. 
It has to be passion fruit and it has to be sticky. It has to be this whole last dance album because I'm trying to reach a much bigger culture than hip hop now. So when you ask, is the throne ripe for the taking? Yes, not because the guys at the top are falling off, though, because they're losing interest. Mm. They're losing interest. I feel like we talked about this a little bit, just me from and, and this may my perspective may be jaded because I kind of am in the position, too. But when I'm looking at those guys, I just don't see like the same. Hey, listen, like with Kendrick Lamar, when he put the Pimp a Butterfly out, it wasn't a traditional album that you would expect from someone at that stage in their career. But he didn't disappear after he put it out. There were mm-hmm. some different things out there about it. He was into it. Uh, TDE was into it. There was this whole push around it, even if it wasn't the traditional push that you get from going with, to the different car washes, doing the whole interview thing at the networks. And at that point in time, it was being on first take or going to do a Breakfast Club interview or podcast. Right. Even though Kendrick Lamar has never done that, he has promoted the album. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that on this last album. Lack of interest with Drake. Even though he knows people are waiting on, if you're wait, if you're reading this, it's too late. Well, excuse me, not if you're reading it, but Certified Lover Boy. It was okay. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, man, he just put that out. We know he's better than that right now. He, ha- he has to have something cooking. Yeah, I have something cooking, but it's not even what you guys thought that it may be. It's totally right. left field because I see everybody going this way. Beyonce is going this way. Everybody's listening to this abroad versus just a small spectrum of hip-hop. And I think that being said, J. Cole, J. Cole, even on a smaller scale, hey, this is cool. I've been killing this for two or three years, but you know what's interesting to me now? Basketball. I'm a hooper. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go play Division three basketball. Dreamville's cool. I feel like those guys got it. Yeah, they could use my help maybe in continuing the promo and build their profiles, get J.I.D. in some rooms. He wouldn't be in. If you weren't around me, I could be doing that. GID needs and to just not... get in a room with a mic. Tell me, yeah, that's all he needs. Actually, we need to we need to hear him, bro. No, but you remember that? Yeah. You remember yeah. what it meant when J Cole had that sign off from Jay Z, right? Yeah. Like it made it increase his profile. Mm-hmm. Though J Cole has opened the door for a GID, he still hasn't made that introduction to the world. Like, hey, this little kid right here. This is the dude who's going to blow it down for the next generation. This is who I'm stamping. He hasn't really done that mm-hmm. from lack of interest. Yeah, I think he knows that that guy has it. I think we know that the guy has it. I think he's passionate enough with what I've seen in the interviews. But J. Cole wants to hoop. <laughs> so even on the top three levels of it, when you say, hey, is this position open? Yeah, it's open because these guys are to the stage where they don't want to pay attention because they're not seeing fruits of their labor be as big as they want it to be in my opinion yeah and you know and off? i think i think that's just a uh i don't think you're off and i think also to kind of like double down on that point is there is an evolution of just hip-hop in general like and and it and it brings it brings two folds into it right like you have hip-hop media is now different and honestly because of the internet you don't need to do the hot nine seven. You don't need to do the breakfast club. All of these are awesome. Um, right. But especially when you're at the top, like I really do think that Jay would be moving a lot like Drake, maybe not necessarily in the same like musical space, but um, but as far as how he's operating, I think would be very would be very Drake esque where uh, if he was in today's climate where I don't think Jay would be doing a lot of interviews and, and things of that nature. I think he would be I think he would 
be able to Drake, Kendrick, Cole, they could put out albums and the world's just going to talk about it. And that's it. Like they're not going to get more out of a out of a interview. Of course, there's people that want to watch the interview that want to, you know, want to have, you know, more of a perspective on their artists, on their artists at that time in their life. But it's not necessary anymore. Like it's just like with Twitter and everything, you can you can all talk about that. So there's that. And then there's the thing that we've talked about a million times. And I think we've talked about this on the quarter one pod is that, again, it's just like we're seeing that this generation of hip hop doesn't have to eat off just hip hop. Like, mm. well, like this is this is now the generation where you can do what Nipsey Hussle did. And you can uh, and, uh, open a clothing store and he was making more off that clothing store than he was through his music. And, you know, and, and the music is just almost like a uh you almost you are a brand now and you can and you can use that to either invest to build your own clothing line to again do all these all these different options uh, you see tde getting into sports agency you know there's all these different avenues now where music is just the brand and that and it's kind of the gateway to to like let me drop some hot music you know make mm. everybody still love me and then, you know, and then, you know, go away and do my and do my business diversions, because that's where Jay-Z didn't become a billionaire off of music. Right. Like he became a billionaire off of the the moves that he made. Like even if you look at even if you look at title, like title is um, even the sale of title, like that's like not even one of Jay-Z's biggest deals. Like it, it was a big deal, but it wasn't one of I, I believe it was like his his like his like third when i was looking at a chart that was like ranking basically like jay-z's like all of his income and like title was like third or fourth on that list so it's like it's like and i think music was below that and so um so for him it's just about you know it's about the business deals that he's doing so that's where the real money is being made for a lot of for a a lot of these artists um and and i I think that that's what what it is i believe you're right and that's kind of my point in the sense of what you mean by Drake not doing interviews. You're right. Jay-Z probably, since the social media has changed, would be operating in the same capacity. But the difference, Jay-Z wouldn't do an album full of yeah. Hey Ma remixes or Fiesta yeah. uh, remixes with R. Kelly. Because, as you said, back then and where hip-hop has evolved to, Back then, the biggest part of your brand was the bars. Mm-hmm. Like there was only a certain level that you were even going to make it to if you weren't considered a good rapper. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's not necessarily, oh, can he rap when you ask about someone? It's what's his brand like? Let yeah. me go take a look at his Instagram and see, is he funny? Or is there something that I gravitate to? Did right. I see him in a movie or did I see a TikTok? Whatever it may be. So in that sense, you're absolutely right on how they're moving it but i do think the concern of i want to be the number one rapper Mm -hmm. i want to be that guy it doesn't draw the same desire fruits exactly because now people know being the number one rapper only takes me so far jay-z was that but like you just said title paid him more so why yeah. am I trying to be the number one rapper when I know for a fact yeah. I'm going to make the most money from being something else? And I right. think that you can tell more so now than ever before. 
that artists are more concerned, and to no fault of their own, this is a capitalistic yeah. society, they're Absolutely. more concerned with the other thing. They're cheating yeah. one step. I think they're trying to cheat that last step in the sense of Drake, Kendrick, and we're talking about the falls off and the opening for mm -hmm. the throne. Jay has never fallen off on his pen game. Yeah. Even when you thought that, oh, okay, he's doing this, he's making the switch to corporate, he put Kingdom Come out, and you're like, uh, is this what Jay-Z post-40 is going to be? I don't yeah. know if I like this, is what traditional Jay-Z fans are saying. But then he hits you over the head with something great again. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. 44 or something of that nature. Yeah. Drake has yet to do that. Kendrick has yet to do that. J. Cole is in the process of doing that. We have to let it play out yeah. a little bit more because you can still tell that he really, really loves this. Yeah. But I don't think that like he loves it like he loves basketball. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad you, I'm glad you bring that up because there's two things I want to say in that um, to go right off of that one before I forget it um, is that, you know, I say this all the time on all of my podcasts is like, we have to be very thankful for the Jays and the Kanye's as music lovers, because to be honest with you, like as just pure music fans that we are like, you know, of course we want everybody to get their money, all the brand endorsements that they're doing, all the deals that they're doing is awesome. I love that. Go get your money, go, uh, you know, go be able to provide for your community. But I'm always going to want to, I'm always going to want music and selfishly, I'm always going to want them their biggest passion to be music because that's what mine is and that's what connected me to that artist so i've always said be very thankful jay and 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 now you gotta throw kanye in that class too because look these dudes are billionaires and the fact that they're giving us music like when you look at again when you look at the the breakdown of their net worth and what what's what and all of that it's like even like with kanye like music music and he makes a lot of money off his music but music ain't nothing to him as far as his revenue. Like it's all the Yeezys. It's all of that stuff. It's the it's the acres of land that he's buying. It's the real estate. It's all of that stuff. The architecture things he's getting into. That's where his money, his real money is. So for him to even give us music, regardless of how we uh, of how we perceive it, I think is uh, I think is awesome. And I greatly appreciate it because, mm. you know, as, as a as a fan, you know, that's that's what we that's what we want at the end of the day is music. And uh, and I won't even be mad if it's not on the level of your of your previous great works, because I understand just hu from a human aspect. Life. Like, yeah, yeah life, life is like this is now this is now that. But I think that's what keeps the flame going. Like, I think, honestly, if it wasn't for the Jays, the Kanye's, I think Kendrick, Drake, and Cole would be done with music right now. I think mm. that's what I think that's what keeps them going is like, especially like Kendrick's even referenced it too. It's like, yo, like look at what Jay's doing at 50. Like, like those are the people that really, really love, they all really, really do love music. And I think what keeps them going is especially in particular Jay and Kanye, because Jay is like, Jay is still considered the goat, and he's like, he still got that passion. And I think that Kendrick. Like Kendrick's a competitive dude. Kendrick wants to be the greatest rapper of all time. And, you know, and, and I think that you can't be that if you bow out of the game when when Jay's still, you know, doing what he's doing, when Nas is still doing what he's doing. You know, like Nas is another person that we definitely got to throw in this conversation. But it's just it, I think that's what's awesome is I think that's what's keeping this, uh, you know, our generation going. And hopefully that will keep everybody you know, the future generations inspired is that these careers are going longer. And I think that that starts with Jay and Kanye. And I think you got to give them a lot of credit and 
and, and respect for that and just appreciation. I agree. And I think you really have to pay attention to that aspect of it when you start talking about goats. I know we use the term a lot nowadays. Right. And like I was similar to like basketball. LeBron James is 19 years in and but still a top 10 player in the NBA. So just like with Jay-Z, he, he, he's what, 56 years old? Something, yeah. Somewhere around that. And he's like, I'll still bar like all of you guys up. Like there's yeah. not a guy that it was like, I don't know if I can, even though there may be some competition there still when Jay's going to track, it's like, that was Jay-Z's on this. Yeah. And that's just something for our generation, but it goes a testament to how serious that he takes this. Even in Kanye West, like you said, I may not always agree with what he does, but to sit down and listen to a Donda album at this stage in his career, mm-hmm. being a billionaire, selling the Yeezys, going through a divorce, and to listen to that album and, and it's blown away, not even wanting to like it. Like, you, yeah. said. you know, it, it, it's it's a really interesting conversation that we're going to be able to have because as those guys start to age, are they going to care as much as these guys do? Like you're saying, that's a great point because I don't think so. I think that Drake is already over it. Like if Drake was really, and this is a, he's an amazing artist and this is going to sound like a critique and hating to Drake fans but I'm going to say it anyway because I want to <laughs> challenge him. You can tell that he is kind of over it because he's to that point where I don't even – being competitive with these guys in hip-hop or competitive with a Jay-Z or trying to best them isn't going to put me financially in the situation I want to be in. So I'm yeah. going to stop focusing on that. I'm not going to try to make a classic album per se. I'm not going to put out the hottest 16 bars. I'm going to put out Sticky. And I'm going to dance at the white party at Michael Rubin's place. And it's going to be, I'm going to be this cultural icon. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. And no one's going to be able to match me. So when you start talking about the goats of all time, I think his perspective of it is I'm going to be the biggest act that this genre of music has ever seen. Whatever Mm -hmm. it takes to be that. I'm not going to be the best rapper. I'm going to be the biggest act ever. Mm-hmm. You speak by name and you speak Drake, boom, you think big. That's what he's going for. I Versus agree. in our time period, and mine especially, is who's the best MC. That's what's going to make you the biggest act. Are yeah. you the best rapper? Are you Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas? Like, is, that, is it that conversation well, being had about what you do? No? Okay, we can't even talk about you being the best then. That goes to our conversation about hip-hop about hip-hop culture that we had last time on on quarter one right was the idea that now hip-hop culture is so big it is the biggest thing in the in the world and so for it to be for it to be that big and that powerful it's now you don't like now just being a rapper is one part of it like it is Mm -hmm. it is so much more but i want to get to i want to kind of bring it back to like you know the quarterly and, and 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 the modern times and, and you kind of you kind of segued this great. And I think that's that's a very fair critique of Drake, because, again, I kind of hinted at it when I was going through the numbers with him. Uh, Drake's is 2022. We'll get into a Drake versus Kendrick conversation here. Uh, Drake since 20 or since 2020, you know, since the turn of the decade, you know, and uh, granted things have changed because of uh, because of, you know, COVID and all of that. So, you know, we'll see if this is a, a trend. That will continue, but 
I mean, you look at his last four projects, Care Package, a collection of old songs that were never on any albums. Um, you have Dark Lane Demo, which actually I believe Care Package was 2019 and 2019 was also he re-released So Far Far Gone. So again, re-releasing your old music, uh, then dropping a collection of old songs, then Dark Lane Demo, a collection of songs that we could tell are from the vaults. They're not they're not polished. It's it's just being marketed as, hey, these are some songs. Go eat them up because I'm Drake and people do. Then you have honestly, never mind. I'm not even making music for the U.S. right now. I'm making music for somewhere else. And uh, in between that, you have Certified Lover Boy. And the word on the street has been that all of these songs are a collection of three to four years old. And that, you know, and that like that Jay-Z Love All song was apparently made like in, in like 2000, like 18 or 19. And so, you know, that he just been holding on to it. So it's just kind of a collection of older songs that, again, were sitting in the vault that he brushed up, probably added a few new ones and called it a new album rather than views was. And, and again, views doesn't rank high in my Drake discography, but views was an album that you felt like this is the time and space that he is in. Whereas certified lover boy was just a collection of songs. And, and so I think that it's interesting because it all goes back to me that 2019 Drake interview in December with Rap Radar when they when he invited Elliot to the crib, <laughs> Elliot and B dot to the crib, and he sat there and he said, he said when he was talking about the big three of Drake, Cole, and Kendrick, um, he said, "We're turning a new decade. Let's see what this does. Let's see what this leads to. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the clock turns for all of us." And in reference and. He's chose to start off with a basically a collection of vault records that have been either that are either old or old. And then he polishes up slightly. And then again, with this new album, kind of focusing on the uh, on, on just the new uh, or just on outside of the U.S. And that was even even the way it was pronounced. Like, I'm surprised he called it a studio album and didn't do some more life thing and go. This is a playlist because, you know, he he just dropped it and he said like in six hours here comes my new album and that was it and, and you know and drake does not do that drake likes all the attention he likes his rollouts months in advance he wants you to know i'm coming but all of a sudden he just decided to do this and i think the ulterior motive was that he was trying to be petty and i think he i think he thought that if he did that he could still outsell kendrick i think that's mm. i think that that was a factor in it but it's just interesting to see it? how drake has the beyonce Sound. Like I think a lot of theory has been too. He wanted to get in front of her having a similar sounding album. I mean, yeah, that could be that could be it too. Uh, that could be it too. But either way, it does. I think they both say this. They they both kind of say the same thing. In that, again, this is just music to him. Like this isn't mm. this isn't like, like he's a, to even be competing with Beyonce says yeah. a lot. Yeah, right? and. Yes. And to him, like you, you got to look at it like, again, views, uh, Scorpion, uh, you know, no, nothing was the same. Take care. Like all of these albums were like times in his life. This doesn't feel like a time in his life. This is just here you go. Music. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here you music. go. I'm drinking music versus Kendrick's was very much a time of his, uh, you know, a time of his uh, a time of his life. You know, the last five years he was documented and he's like. Here is everything personal that has that I've went through uh, forever, and especially in the and this is what I've been dealing with in five years of therapy and all of this stuff that I'm all this stuff that I'm going through, and 
here you go. Don't expect to hear from me. Like I'm out. Like, here you go. See ya. This is it. Um, this is it for now. I'll come back when I need to come back. And, you know, and that was, uh, and that's, that's interesting. So it's interesting to see. I, I, ever since Drake said that interview where he wants to see how they handle the next decade, I'm watching closely how they're handling the next decade and Cole, um, Cole, you know, has wanted to, he's kind of trying to plant his flag as I'm the best rapper of the three. Like none of you three can out rap me. I'll hop on everybody's record and I'll prove that nobody can rap better than me. Drake's has been, I'm going to be the biggest icon. Kendrick's is still, I want to make music for the times that I'm in and document, uh, document the times, but this time it's going to be personal. It's going to be more about me rather than about the world. Yeah. Yeah, Kendrick. Will have, I would say Kendrick, like you said, has the best projects. Drake's mm-hmm. the biggest star, and Cole is the best rapper. Yeah, if you broke it down into those, I would say I prefer off oh, season is, over uh, over Kendrick's album. Over the last Kendrick album, the morale, mm-hmm. really? Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. I, I would. I like morale better. I just because I listened to off season the other day to to make the comparison yeah. actually in preparation for this. It's so good. It is. It's really good. He's rapping his ass off. But there's also some stuff on there that's like, I can't just give you seven songs of what I wanted to do. So here's a filler or something that I know will, like it's hip hop it's of the mm-hmm. times, you know, stuff, music business stuff on yeah. there too. I think that there's a lot of that on Mr. Morale, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that a lot. Um, Someone wrapping those three things up, you're younger than me. I'd like to know, do you see, speaking of like what we're expecting, what you want for the next generation and, and completely lean into that topic now, do you see someone that's going to be able to combine the things that I said Drake was best at doing, being a star, Kendrick was best at making the project, Cole was better at overall just rapping bar for bar? Mm-hmm. Would there be someone in the next generation that you felt like is even able to carry that torch or even do they want to? Is that even the motive anymore? And I'll let you answer after this point. The control verse has been a long time ago now. Yeah. And we haven't even seen that type of energy surrounding bars and rapping I feel like since then and what I mean is I'm not talking about hip hop beef I'm talking about that no one can fuck with me behind this microphone mm-hmm. no one's leaning into that anymore and it's not even a if you are leaning into it people just don't care because most people that lean into it aren't big enough stars Yep. so even with it not being about bars anymore which sounds like a contradictory point even though it's not about people wanted to be the best rapper people still aren't brave enough to go out and lose in a back and forth on a track they still don't want to do that because of what they feel like it may do to their brand so no one focuses on what the other person is doing whether the rappers is doing i'm on my ig i got a money phone i'm on the best label i rock a mirror i got the best stuff on so that's all that matters it doesn't matter if this guy's a better rapper than me is there I, someone that's going to change that mindset and make it that's not different? Uh, there's it. going to be people that that um, that have the mindset of the Drake, the Kendricks, the Coles of the previous generation before that, the Jays, the Nas, the Waynes, the Hoves uh, are um, I mean, the, the uh, M's like all of that. 
like th- there are going to be those and those are going to stick out. Like that's my that's my thought on that is because I do look at Kendrick, Drake and Cole. And while they make different music than the previous goats of, of the other generations, they still have that etch in there. They still have that that itch to be um, to be hip hop, to be competitive, to be. And, and we've seen it and we've seen it in all of them in different ways. Uh, because the times have changed. And I think part of it too is like, is uh, again, uh, I, I wouldn't say necessarily the brand because I kind of push back on that because uh, I think that people were scared to, were, were I think scared to beef back then because it w- it meant more if you lost a beef like than it does today. If you lose a beef, if you go back and forth, man, in two weeks, the internet will forget about it, you know? I, I think that unless you are the top of the top and it is like a, a Kendrick versus a Drake, like then I think, OK, then there's high stakes there. Then, you know, things could it wouldn't end their It wouldn't end their careers, but it would be more of a more of a uh, more of a stain on their legacy versus if, um, you know, if like we've had the Joyner Lucas's versus Tory Lanes, like the random beefs. But, you know, that that didn't hurt no either career. Yeah. And nobody yeah. cared. And again, because they're, they're not that magnitude. And that was to answer your other question about do people care? And it's like, yeah, they care, but you you nailed on the head. They're not big enough stars. Like I love I love Reason and I love West Side Boogie. And all they do all day is talk about how them and Jid talk about how how nobody raps better than them. Like all three of them think they're the best rapper. They all respect each other, but they're all like nobody raps better than us three. We are we are on an island. And unfortunately, they're just not big enough stars for it to matter like that, even though I'm huge fans of all three of them. But um, I think that there will be somebody that's able to slip through the cracks of the generation um, uh, and like in this new generation and end up end up doing more and end up kind of being being more along the lines of Drake, Kendrick and Cole. And I think my theory on this, too, is that the throne is my cat. My cat's ridiculous. Um, but uh, I think the throne is expanding. Like, I don't think it's one it's one seat anymore. And I think that's what this generation proved with Kendrick Cole and Drake. Like it was always it was always a debate. And, and I had this in here. It's just like it's just like, man, we finally got a Drake and a Kendrick album within the same month of each other. But guess what? We can't even compare them because Drake's is just like, this is music for overseas. And Kendrick's is like, this is super personal. And like, it's just that we never had that crash course that we wanted to. And I think that the, uh, that the, that the truth is that hip hop doesn't need that anymore. Like the throne is expanding Mm -hmm. because hip hop is so much bigger. And again, it goes back to the thing that hip hop is now the predominant culture in the world. And so, you can have some guy that's just the megastar and another guy that's the bars and another guy that's this. And we've always had that in hip hop. And that's always been a discussion. You've always had your lanes. You've had your L cool J's. You've had your, you know, and they're all different. They're all in the conversation for different reasons. They all bring different skill sets. But now that the universe is expanding more, I mean, like you're going to have the like, nobody's a better trap rap. Like, I think that's what little baby's going to be is little baby's going to be a, quote unquote goat of of this new generation but it's going to be like nobody's a better trap rapper than little baby and then you're going to have like and then maybe jid breaks through and he's going to go nobody's like the creative uh rap genius that i am 
And then you're going to have somebody who's like, I'm the Michael Jackson. I'm the new pop star, you know, like I'm the new pop rap star. And it's just like the throne is going to expand. And like, you know, last generation was three seats. And I think I think this one's going to be, you know, four or five seats. You're going to have the you're going to have the woman you're going to have the woman with the rise of uh, with the rise of uh, of women hip hop artists. Uh, you're going to have probably just a lane that, you know, is like a, a Meg Thee Stallion, a Cartier, whoever um, or whoever. Maybe it's an, an act we don't know yet. Sit at the throne and be like, I am the best woman. And all of these things existed in hip hop before. But now it's like. Now it's like they there is no one throne like there is multiple thrones like we've kind of just accepted we've kind of uh, accepted this idea as hip hop's gotten bigger that the that there can be more thrones these titles have always existed spike you know what i mean like in the history of hip hop they've always existed that you know there's always been the i'm the best woman rapper i'm the i'm the pop star i'm this i'm that but it's always been like at the end of the day okay let's have the conversation who's actually the best uh, who's actually who's actually on the throne but now it's like we've kind of just accepted with how big the world is and how and how everything is that you know there's multiple thrones and i think that's what's going to happen with this new newer generation interesting i and i i kind of get it and it, it does expand the profile of it but i still feel like as a competitive way to look at it there's one way to look at it like you said from a music standpoint but also from a business standpoint and a competitive standpoint, just like with sports, I would say, doesn't there have to be an established one or there's not? There's not that anymore is what you're saying. There doesn't have to be that one person sitting atop the game like Jay-Z was for so many years. Like people could argue for Drake or argue for Kendrick or argue mm-hmm. for um, a J. Cole with the generation that's coming up next. You won't hear an argument for someone to say, oh, well, I think that give me a name a jid yeah rapper yeah. right that won't mean anything to kids who love mm-hmm. to listen to fulio or who love to listen yeah. to uh name random drill rapper from yeah. new york right now right that, that it meant something in the generations before to have that belt mm-hmm. so now i would like to throw a boxing reference in there now that it's not a unified belt right is it as strong as it was when there was a unified belt, when people no. pretty much respected and understood, like, hey, this guy's the top dog. Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying as far as the next generation and it's expanding, and that's a great thing for hip-hop as a whole. But is it sustainable for us as a genre to say, well, there is no top dog. We're all going to be on that level. Yeah, actually, I think it in some sense, even though even though I don't like this answer that I'm about to say, um, I believe it makes the genre stronger and that it Mm. diversifies it and it gives it more legs. And now hip hop can, you know, because because traditionally, you know, uh, a genre only has X amount of years, couple decades at best as the predominant genre. But now that hip, but because hip hop has always been, you know, has introduced sampling and all not introduced it like it didn't exist already, but has incorporated it in its fabric DNA. And now you have all these trap, you, you have trap rap, you have you have pop rap, you have all these different styles and sounds of rap. I think it gives it more legs to last longer. And so I think that, um, you know, unfortunately, I am of the mindset of you, Spike. I'm always going to want to have the conversation. Who's the best rapper? I will always want to have the Kendrick Drake Cole conversation every single day 
of the rest of my life, mm-hmm. I will want to I will want to rank those three. And I will I will love to have that I conversation to fucking biggie conversation. Right. And I'm and I'm always down for those, too. And like, that's just me. But that group of that that mindset is shrinking because, again, I think it comes back to what we've been saying is that because hip hop is expanding and because hip hop is now um, these these artists are brands and their main money isn't in music. I don't think there's that competitive drive naturally, because, uh, again, you look at 20 years ago in the 90s, like, you know, um, or 30 years ago in the 90s, it's like. If I'm not eating off rap, how am I getting my money? And like now it's now it's so that hunger is there. And that's and that's just that's just a natural human element. That's nothing that we can change. We just have to accept because at the end of the day, you know, again, Jay, Jay and Kanye releasing music uh, when they're billionaires, like we got to appreciate that they still love it enough to do it. And we also got to not expect their best body of work when they release you know, like it's fair to critique it. It's listen, be totally open and fair in your critiques, a hundred percent. But understand that if this dude is worth ten billion dollars and and less than a billion of it comes from music, where how much time do you really expect him to put into this album? Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's what. So I think that's why the the whole like throne conversation is is going to expand, and everybody's just going to kind of accept their lanes and their realms because at the end of the day. Um, the competitiveness isn't there. And I think that's because hip hop, although hip hop makes more money than it's ever made, these artists are making more money um, other places than hip hop, because now that they, they've they've through generations of of learning entrepreneurship and all of these opportunities and the inclusion of social media, all that has built them up to be able to be their own brands and move on. Like, look at Action Bronson, like, you know, like, like, Action Bronson is a fairly a fairly talented artist. Um, you know, I never put him in any in any high level conversations, even though I think he's a very good rapper. But, you know, he's got the whole he's got the whole food show thing and like all of that. And like, you know, that's and, and so he's got like other things besides music. And that's a, again, if you're if you're like tiering artists, that's like a again, no, uh, no disrespect, but that's a, a C or D tier artist in terms of in terms of the commercial aspect or the whole aspect of hip hop. So even if those artists are able to eat without hip hop, um, I think you like, I think that that just naturally drives down the competition. There's going to be just circles of competition and, you know, there's going to be people like us in media that of course want to want to be competitive, want to break it down and have concrete answers. But I think that that's just going to be naturally, um, that's that's two things. It's the it's a genre expanding and there's different sounds and it's harder to compare artists than ever. And it's again, the money isn't in the money isn't in music as much as it is uh, for the artists speaking. Um, uh, so then, you know, there's going to be there's going to be different avenues that they look for. And that's going to that those things combine to kind of remove the level of competition or, or lower it, I should say. I agree. I agree with you 100 percent. The removal of the competition because now like you said there are so many different avenues to be successful in this industry is a great point there's so many different ways that you can go with it if you're an action bronson if you're a uh, glorilla who may just have one song and be hot now 
there are different ways, avenues, streams of revenue that are going to come in where you like may not have to go back to the studio, even if you're a young, up and coming, successful artist like her. I don't have to drop an album for a month. Yeah. Or do anything different other than the single that I had. Or if you're a Cardi B, she's done a supremely slow rollout of her second album. Yeah. Like there have been three singles and there's an album's nowhere in sight. She's able to test the water. So yeah, I agree with that. There 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 are so many different things and ponds of water for people to tip their toe in, then absolutely I'm not gonna be in the studio rapping like I'm trying to get a deal if I already have stuff in place where all I have to do is show up to a club or do an Instagram ad or wear this particular uh, brand. If I can get those things with a big bag, then I really got to be in here and doing this for the love. When am I going to set time aside to do it for the love, like you said, with Jay-Z yeah. and Kanye? And let, let's close this with, uh, we'll close it with Drake Kenner just real quick uh, for fun. This is as of June 11th. Um, best-selling rappers by album units in 2022. And this is, again, to prove that Drake and Kendrick are nowhere near, quote-unquote, falling off. Drake is number one at 2.5 million. Kendrick is number five at 1.4 million. And these are album sales in 2022 in the United States. Do you want to guess... that top five? Two, yeah, oh, do you want to guess two through, uh, two through four? These are hip-hop artists? These are, yes, hip-hop artists. Of 2022, the top selling ones. Yeah. Um, sheesh. Drake has a wide gap, by the way. He's at 2.5. The next is 1.9, then 1.7, then 1.6, and then Kendrick at 1.4, and Future at 1.3. Sales for the yield. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Future would be one of them. No, he's actually right below Kendrick at 1.3. Oh, man. Gonna? Nope. Not. I'll give you one more guess. Hmm. This year, I'll give you a hint. One artist kind of didn't release music this year. Kinda didn't. Kinda did. Kinda didn't. Kinda did. Kinda didn't. Is are there any female artists? Uh, no. There are three male artists. Wow. Okay, give them to me. Uh, number two is NBA YoungBoy at one point nine million. Of course, I should have knew that. Yeah. Shit. Number three. Kanye West, 1.7 million. And then number four, Juice World at 1.6 million. Mm, okay. That makes and sense. And I believe, and this was only just the top uh, the top six, but uh, I believe that um, I would imagine that Mac Miller, because I saw Mac Miller was high on this list earlier a couple months ago, so I'd imagine he's also in the top 10. But again, that proves that uh, Drake and Kedrick are nowhere near falling off. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish, though. I wish though we'll get to push. The concert so, was amazing though. The concert yeah. Was amazing. Listen, so um, if we wanted it, that was to me the biggest storyline. Obviously, was Drake and Kendrick dropping since our last podcast. But um, we had so we had some other things. Is there anything that you wanted to highlight that happened within the last you know two plus months, uh, three months of of, of hip hop? No other than I think we covered it in that conversation yeah. with the kind of. Sh- curbing away from traditional hip-hop album sounds mm-hmm. just continuing to expand the palette the profile of what we understand hip-hop to be that's kind of been the biggest story hell i even sent a storyline or a, a rumor excuse me that dj Khaled's next album was going to be gospel because of that clip that he put out with the uh-huh. whole, 
But I, I'm not sure how true that is. It may just yeah. be a joke. I was just seeing it and passing on social media. But again, goes a long way to what we were just talking about in that conversation. And that's what I've been paying the most attention to, especially after listening to Vince Staples on Joe Button podcast when he gave him a call and they asked him and he started and he said, Man, hip hop is quoting Nas, hip hop is dead. That genre, that style, that type of music, as far as the preparation, the expectation of it, it's not going to be that no more. You're going to see more stuff like Drake, more stuff like just different from what we understand it traditionally to be. That's been one of the biggest storylines, whether yeah. it was go that way, because you can see some people gravitating towards it. You can see some people staying traditional. You can see some people not even caring at all and just giving you what they want to. So... I'm interested to see how that plays out. I I, I want to hear. I wish Vince Staples had a podcast to kind of elaborate on some of these brilliant thoughts that he dude. Had. He's just sitting on millions. He's just oh sitting on millions, God, man. Man, I'm the, he has a subscriber off the wham with me, but it's it, that was the, the most interesting thing that I've heard someone in the industry say about the industry in yeah. 2022. That yeah, I agree. Um, other ones I had that we won't get into uh, was Rolling Stones top 200 rap albums was terrible. Uh, <laughs> um, and then and then I just wanted to point this out. This is this isn't a deep dive, but uh, the Cardi versus Nikki beef is still real because women, Cardi women will go to their death beefing with each other, man. It's, yeah, they differ from like men. <laughs> Why R and B women don't over. feature on each other's songs? <laughs> Facts, exactly. Uh, It'll never be over, man. But no, it it just I was like, I was like, I saw I saw Nicki Minaj call Kanye West a clown, and everybody on Twitter was like, why was that? Well, Kanye hopped on a song with Cardi and and said Cardi's number one. So that makes sense why Nicki out of nowhere just called Kanye West a clown. It doesn't though. It I mean, excuse me, it makes sense in her head. But the logic doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, just based off everything that you and I were talking about. And one of my biggest critiques always of Nikki is she'll say that she's this upper echelon elite artist and should be regarded with this, 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 this reverence. Like, Mm -hmm. we should look at her this way. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't, but then she turns around and she doesn't carry herself that way. Like yeah. competing with Cardi B at this stage in your career is just like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like I'm a goat. I'm what, especially as easily as you guys throw it around in this generation. There's no way that I should look at myself as competition with her, especially after that whole segment that you and I have gone over. And it's not even the popular thing to do in hip hop anymore, but she's yeah. holding on to it and she's looking really like old and, and bitter. That's what it looks like. I agree. Cardi doesn't ever have to respond, I mean, and it may be some personal shit. Like I don't yeah. know the backstory, but it just seems just like, just like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, just Look, why? I just forty years old. You're way more elegant than that. Yeah, like you. Who I cares agree. That, yeah, who even cares that you don't like? Right? Like who even cares that you you guys don't like each other? At that, it yeah. just shouldn't be about it. Yeah, and if it is, just put it on a couple records and move on. Yeah, let's leave and it like on. you know, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, let's jump into it. Let's so jump into our top is albums this. of the year. Is that misogynistic, though? Because if these were two guys, we definitely wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we definitely be instigating it. That's true. We'd be like, I can't wait till the next one comes out. I'm yeah. glad he's not giving up on yeah. us. That's crazy. Oh, how Cardi going to respond to this? Yeah. Right, right. She can't just leave. Well, you know what? Listen, it's different. Women are more mature than men. So I think Facts. I think we I think we're expecting. Uh, I think we have higher expectations for them. And they're both yes. mothers at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. A lot, yeah. A lot to I do feel like. Yeah. But uh, let's jump into our top 10 albums of the year. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. I have it. Shout out the app Music Board. I love this app because it helps me keep all my thoughts together. Um, so I, I have a list right now. I've ranked actually all 70 albums I've listened to so far this Holy year. Holy shit, shut up, man. You're making me feel bad. I'm at, listen, man, I'm 70 at 70. I'm going, I'm going for 150 this year. I'm going to rank 150 hip hop albums. I won't release it because honestly, after like after like, you know, 30 something like it's just going to be like, OK, on this day, I had this higher. And like when you get to 150, it's like I'll look back like, you know, three years from now and I'll be like, how is this album at 147? Like not at least in the top 80. You know what I mean? Like it all at all. When you get to that much music doesn't really mean anything, but. Um, I'm just doing it for for just for uh, just for documentation sake more so than anything else. Um, Mine so, are ranked, by the way, because I didn't want to give away any end of the year thing. OK, so they I'll, are just the 10. OK, but go. Ahead. I'll you know, what? I'll follow suit. I'll do that, too, even though I have them ranked. Um, OK, so if I include the non raps, there's because there's two in here that aren't rap. Um, if I include those, then uh, this is the top ten. But my my eleven and twelve are also are also wrapped, so I I, I can name them as well. Uh, okay. So, in no particular order, you have or I have the Dawn FM weekend album. I have actually, you know, let's 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 just do the rap ones. Let's oh, let's okay. disregard okay. the two the two non rap ones for me. Um, so, Drip Season, Forever Gonna, A uh, Few Good Things, Saba. Digital Rose's Big Crit, Welcome to Loveland, Nick Grant, More Black Superheroes, West Side Boogie, Future, I Never Liked You, Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, Ramona Park, Vince Staples, It's Almost Drive, Push T, and obviously, you know, Kendrick, Mr. Morale, and The Big Steppers. That's my that's my top 10 rap albums. That's a nice list. I like it. For yeah. me, I had the Yo Gotti different from yours is cm10 the free game ramona park broke my heart with love that album I, I love that album i had kanye i'm still putting him in here right well not the donda two donda one so never i can't take that off take, i'll take that off never mind excuse me yo Gotti, future vince push T, dope don't sell itself that one went up a lot after the concert as well it was really good little dirk the seven two two zero Mm-hmm. Kendrick, of course. I like Lotto's Seven Seven Seven. Yes, very good. I love that album, man. She's really impressed me as far as what she's doing right now. And one of the low key ones, Forty Two Doug and ESTG, last ones left. Yes, that's very high on my list as well. I love Forty Two Doug and what he's doing right now. He's really coming with it. So I, I'm I'm here for it all day and twice on Sundays. I agree. And that's 10, right? Yeah. That's 10. Um uh what was that? There was something there's something I wanted to get to about your uh 
about your list. I am, mm-hmm. I am hot though that uh, that you always being the Atlanta guy, me being the Detroit guy. I mm-hmm. I just I want to put a Detroit album in my top ten. Oh, man, I uh, love Detroit. But, <laughs> I, I just I swear I swear you got you, you take I've my Detroit card every time we pod. Right now, my favorite rapper, I think I've come to the conclusion, is Payroll Giovanni. Between Payroll and Larry June. Like, those are my two favorite rappers right now. Really? Yes. It goes to what we were talking about, too. You could go, you could ask 10 people now and get 10 totally different answers. And yeah. it hasn't always been that in hip hop. But I was just listening to some Larry June before we were recording this project. And just, it's, I just, it's so good, man. I just love Larry June, his style, like the topic selections beat all of it like it's it's perfect for me did you hear the uh the west side boogie album i got a halfway through i'm gonna plan on listening to it the rest of the night actually because i'm doing a review with dead end tomorrow for it sweet so i'm um, actually gonna tune i, I want to tune into that because i'd love to see what, what you and the guys think about about west side boogie I'm, um i'm halfway through it's very personable um I don't like the relations. Like you, you listen to the, of course you listen to the on decks, but you know how I feel about the boy girl records and apologize mm-hmm. or like the. I'm just, I I think that he's a lot more impactful when he's talking about the upbringing, the kind of street life, and maybe it's just because I want to hear it. See, yeah, I was gonna say I'm totally opposite with Boogie. Girlfriend, bro. I want, I, I want like all <laughs> the, I want all the toxic slash healing West Side Boogie yeah, music. Yeah, like, that's just a younger thing, I guess. Yeah, like, no, it I is. Heard some of the toxic stuff just roll my eye. I'm like, oh come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all, but it's all toxic. Super toxic. And I can under and I look as I can fully admit that I'm immature with how much I um <laughs> well how much I identify with the music, but you know that's the point where I'm at in life. You know I'm I'm building my career, but I'm looking right for the girl too. So you know Absolutely. I relate to the West Side Boogie music a lot. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not nearly as toxic as Boogie, but uh, no, but no. but I but I love I love the honesty and <laughs> I love the honesty in his music. Like when he he just is so personal when it comes to that stuff, like. I love when he's like, "Don't just move on." That's so rude to me. Like, yeah, it's just like so it's just, new generation yeah. to me. It's just like, yeah, I get it. I totally get yeah. it. It's just like so new generation. Yeah, not like, but but one thing bad. I'll say, I'll say just to kind of give you um a little bit a little bit of game to prep um because I think it's okay. I think it's fair for the review is uh go on his YouTube and he does uh, have some live performances of some of the songs. I think okay. that should factor into your opinions uh right. of the. Uh, of him as an artist i think that i think that does uh i think him as a live artist is actually like a really interesting thing because i actually prefer all his live records over like every record i've ever seen him do live i prefer over his studio versions of every song every studio song i get disappointed that's an old school like marvin gay type shit like exactly draws really like i love to see their voice it's way better live like that's I, i definitely am interested in that now yeah yeah and so i just think i just think there's something about him uh that translates to live better than uh because he's been teasing like he's been teasing songs and then um he'll do like a teaser of a song so he'll do 90 seconds of a song and it'll be a three minute song but we'll do 90 seconds of it live and you'll be like yo this is gonna be crazy and then the studio version comes out and you're like damn i kind of wish i had the live version <laughs> kind of wish it was as crazy as it sounded live yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah so uh so i think i think that should uh that should kind of inform your opinion on maybe not on the music but on him 
as a whole. So I think that's a that's an element to bring to the to the review, just as a heads up. But uh, but yeah, I I I'm I think this top ten and this what this is what I want to say going forward. Um, because you know most anticipate like I I know we're gonna argue about this, but I don't care how many times it gets delayed, but I'm ready for that game and hit. I don't care how many oh antics God, we get. I don't get how many. Listen, him anticipating hit, a game album in 2022 is insane. Listen, with all the Kanye out, with all the Kanye tight antics. I know all the Kanye tight antics, and then and then you tie and then you tie in the fact that Jay apparently he's got seven Jay's samples. Oh <laughs> like no. you know, but listen, I know the music gonna sound good. He don't make bad albums. He died like, the last album, Born a Rapper. Was it Born to Rap? Was it yeah, album? Born to Rap? Yeah, Man, phenomenal, phenomenal. Great fucking yeah. album. Yeah. So like you know, Man. I know that I know that I'm gonna get quality. Obviously, I'm anticipating Beyonce. I'm even anticipating this isn't rap, but like will be rap adjacent, like the Calvin Harris. Just see what kind of summer bops you give me when I'm going out. Um, Question: Since yeah, did Brent Fire's new release motivate you to want to hear an album, or were you over it? I kind of heard the JBP shitting on it a little bit, saying it was lazy. Uh, I actually, I actually, lame. so I just released, got up on yeah, it recently. I missed. Uh, so I, I did not do the live stream Friday because I, uh, he had me a and some stream to drop his album. No, I, I do my weekly live streams oh, on it, on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like, so like, I listen to everything at midnight. But to be honest, I was watching Pistons Summer League at midnight because that was the first game, and then. Uh, and then animal brown some help about this pistons no nah, man no nah, man i'm so i'm so excited listen ridiculous listen i had to get up at 8 a.m because i had i had a plan with uh some of my friends we were going to the we were going to the beach the next morning but i still i was so lit off the pistons that even though i knew i had to get up early i popped the henny last night i bought the henny at 12 i was drinking the henny till like 233 i had to be up by eight and then I woke up at eight and, uh, and, and, you know, got ready for a whole day of drinking at the beach. Um, and it was, uh, Those days. My body you know, ain't like that no more. listen, man, <laughs> my body, listen, I'm telling you, listen, when I turned hey, man, 26, you got two or three years left for that, I'm telling you, dude, uh, no, you're, you're right. I, I mean, two or three might be generous because last summer, last summer, man, that's, that's for an off mic conversation while I see you in Atlanta, but yeah. last summer was a wild summer, uh, for me. And and I noticed that it's like literally like a month after I turned I turned 26. It's just like, whoa, like I it's hit, it's anymore. hit me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. hit me. But that being said, yesterday, I yesterday I was able to power through it. But long story short, I missed the Brent Fires album. I actually haven't ran through it yet. I want to run through it before tonight, um, before tonight's over. I actually ran, haven't ran through any of the week drops because I've been waiting for one. I've been waiting for the game. And two, uh, oh and, and two, I'm, I'm just like, I just been, uh, I've just been busy. The, the game didn't come out though, right? Yeah, it didn't. It got delayed. Yeah. Again, he's somehow. still waiting on the hove clearance, allegedly. Yeah. Well, no, that allegedly those are cleared, so now I don't know what's holding it up. But uh, re, re, it's gonna uh, be good. Reality, reality, yeah. maybe like the thing. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Game but facing reality. I do want to say though. I do want to say, and this will go to upcoming, and then we'll kind of, and then we'll kind of get out of here. Um, okay. I just, I'm looking at this list. I'm looking at all the 60 plus albums that I've listened to so far this year, close to 70, and this has been an awesome year for music. Like, I really, I really do love it. Um, and I, I don't know if it's just because of 
the the pandemic flipping everything on its head the last two years and now it just feels like everybody's overdue and so we're getting all the stars aligned of drake and kendrick dropping in the same year and my theory with drake is i still think we're getting some type of rap project from him before the year's out uh because i just again i think this was a collection of a collection of songs for him um to play overseas so i don't think so i do think that he's got something in the tuck again especially if he just keeps up with this whole vault stuff, you know, he can, he can drop at, you know, he could drop at eight month, eight month stretches whenever damn near whenever he wants. But uh, I just think it's going to be a really good year for music. We got a little baby coming this game album. Uh, Joey Badass isn't a big rapper, but he's an interesting rapper to me. Um, we have, of course, Beyonce, the mega star. Uh, we have a lot to look forward to again. Calvin Harris is again, not rap, but he's going to have a lot of rap in it and it's going to be a commercially big album. Um, it's just, it seems like it's going to be a packed summer and a really packed year for music. And I'm excited about it. I don't share your same fervor for it, but I am really excited about the little baby. Yeah. I think that we've like the first half of the year kind of blew its load on the big stars I um I am most though anticipating seeing how little baby mm-hmm. how he handles being that guy. Yeah. Per se. 100%. He, he, he's gone on a run. The features have been amazing. I feel like that he's grown a lot in his career. It's not a debut album anymore. He's kind of yeah. got in his pocket. I think that he's matured enough in the industry to kind of do things more his way. So I'm yeah. interested to see what that sounds like. I could tell on that first album that it was a lot of, hey, try this because you're popular mm-hmm. and we know what we're doing, so we want you to go this way with it. I think that he's now gotten to a point as an artist where he can say, this is what I want to do. Well, let's look at everybody's second album of the big three. So Kendrick's is Good Kid. Um, that's his label, his label debut, but his major label debut, but technically his second album. Cole... Right. You got uh you got Born Center. Right. And then Drake, you got you got Take Care. And especially when you look at Drake and Cole's albums, um, I mean you can you can look at all three of them, but especially Drake and Cole's. I'm interested to see because like Thank Me Later was a Drake album that coming off of so far gone, people were disappointed, you know? And yes. And it, it has some good songs in there, but overall it, they were disappointed. And then he came back strong with take care on his second, like real album, even though, again, you probably want to consider so far gone an album, but uh, by the way, it was treated, but still I'm uh, just looking at that. So this, so like looking at the history, I mean, it's good kid, take care. And um, what was the, I want to mention born center and born take center. care and good kid. Those are generation defining albums. And then you have born center, which is a really good album. And I think, uh, very strong and cold's like discography so, but you know obviously doesn't hold the same level as the kendrick and drake albums that i mentioned so this is a big big deal for little baby and that's why he is absolutely um, one of my most anticipated as well because this is like you said he's the guy now like we know we know he's the he's the guy or a guy however you want to phrase it but now let's see what it is agreed and I think with the Born Center album, that was a big album in the sense it showed, similar to what I'm saying about Lil Baby, it kind of showed J. Cole what he did and didn't want as mm-hmm. a rapper. Like, there, there was a path that he was taking that led him to that, that Born Center album that abruptly changed going to 2014. And it's been a complete turnaround from that, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Especially from an artistic standpoint. So even like we're saying, or like I'm expecting with Lil Baby, this is a career defining album, just like you've named the big three and their second mm-hmm. albums in that sense of, I would really love to see him similar to like T.I. did with the Atlanta mm-hmm. Mantle and really take it and say, I'm going to be an Atlanta guy running rap. Most of yeah. the time, people that are where I'm from, that's not what their focus is, but I'm going to focus on being the best at this. He's like kind of danced around it in this last couple of features of what type of time he was on as far as taking rap a lot more serious. I can't wait to see what yeah. that looks like. And someone being in the position, like being that dude, the little baby yeah. that takes it serious and wants to be the best rapper. What does that look like? Yeah. Because I don't think we've seen that before in hip hop. And I think it could go a long way with his elk and with the type of person and persona that he has uh, being in Atlanta and seeing it locally and even from a nationwide scale. When he put yeah. out the song around the riot times during the Mike, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, the George Floyd time, even then the response to that. Stepping yeah. out of his lane. That's an amazing People song. Being receptive of it. Amazing song. Didn't seem like he was trying too hard. Nailed mm-hmm. it. Got right back into what he does. That's going to go a long way as far as what this album hits like. A lot of people are anticipating this for him to be taking that next step. And I hope that he's taking it as seriously as that. Like I can really take the game from everybody right now. And I put out a nice piece of work. I think that there is. I'm not a betting man, but if I were to bet, I would bet on that with little baby. Somebody in his ear telling him that. Is somebody in his ear telling him, "Hey man, this." I think this it's. Could be I think it's his mindset. With that. I think it's his mindset, Spike, because I think honestly, like, um, you know, he. I've seen this. I've seen this narrative folded on Twitter, and I do agree with it. By how he moves, is I think little baby, you know, because little baby was really involved in the streets, and I think he really looks at rap as this is. This is my like second chance at life and I'm not mm-hmm. going to waste it. And I think that has lit. I think, again, when we talk about that competitiveness and that drive, um, Will Baby is one of the is one of the few rappers that you see like this is my this is my way out. This is my saying because, you know, like oh, otherwise I was otherwise I was, you know, I was in the streets and all of that. And this is this is it for me. So like this is what I got to make. And so I think that that hunger, that passion um, among almost all the top rappers that we want to name or the name of the rappers that we want to that we want to project will be the top. Um, I think he has it uh, to a very, very high degree um, and a high level. And I don't think there's many that match him on that hunger. And that's why I have a lot of confidence in him coming into this album, not in terms of not in ter- just terms of how. Uh, of how good it'll sound but him going forward that no matter what he's gonna figure it out with this he's gonna figure it out with this music because this is it for him yep and i think that's how he looks at it facts and and the hunger that you speak of is an important thing and the difference like what we were saying was anybody gonna do that can anybody take the crown the difference and where the question lies here of course we know he wants to do it and he's competitive He's the only one that I think that has that passion. And the difference between a J.I.D. and a West Side Boogie is Lil Baby can actually get on a song with Drake or Kendrick Lamar or mm-hmm. J. Cole and prove that. Yeah. While J.I.D. is saying, hey, man, the top rappers, they won't rap with me, man, because they're scared and this and that, whatever. Yeah. It may be true. It may not be true. I'm not here to figure that out. But what I do know is if Lil Baby has that mindset as, yeah. oh, I'm the best in the game, I'm going to show you guys. I can get on a track with Drake to show you that. 
I can get on a track with Kendrick Lamar and I can show you that. I can get on a track with J. Cole and I can show you that. You're going to be able to compare us side by side. You're going to put us on the same track, the same beat, and you can see what I do versus those guys. He's the only one in that position I feel like that's able to that's take why advantage I, and take him to that next level and be that dude, that guy. I really want I really want Kendrick to be a feature on that on that little baby. I'm, I know they took the pick at the studio and I've been holding out hope for that. Really? You I know, I, yeah, it was way long ago. It was before Kendrick even dropped his album. So who knows? And again, Kendrick's been kind of ghost since his album. So, like, I'm not expecting many features. I would have loved for him to do a strong feature run. I talked about that on the last pod. But uh, but with this, I really hope he like he has to do a song with little baby because because Lil Baby's done Drake, Cole, Kanye. It's like he's got all the goats in his court. And I know Kendrick at least supports him because of the pick and whatever. Like, I know I know Kendrick, Kendrick doesn't let that get out there if he doesn't think highly of the guy. And I think that that's, I think that that's a sign that, like, again, if all the goats of the previous generation are, like, unified in their agreeance of you, like, you have that. You have the it that it needs to be to be the throne to be the star the the everything that we've been clamoring about this whole podcast and that's why uh that's why again i have high expectations i'd love for kendrick to be on it just to complete that you know that that uh that you know that final that final seal of of approval for lack of a better word um i'd love to i'd love to just see that uh come to fruition but uh yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for a little baby. I'm excited for look. I I just named some of the bigger drops, but I'm of course I'm excited to see what Ab Soul does. I'm excited to see what 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 Q does if he if he releases They're music albums. Yeah, well, Ab Soul said his album's coming next month, and he said that last week. So where um, where is J Rock? J Rock again? Word. I don't know, but I heard a snippet from J Rock, and I was like, give me that album, JID. JID has been talking like crazy. And I know um, that was actually a storyline I wanted to watch out for was was uh, a West Side Boogie interview. But we'll save that for another podcast because um, I want to see if that comes to fruition or not. But um, yeah, there's a lot of artists that like I'm looking forward to. And again, I think that I, and I'm looking at this list of, of artists that I have anticipated and I have my, my tops are JID, Lil Baby, Game. I want to see what they do. But then also I'd love to see SZA come back. Um, Rhapsody, I want to hear from her. Travis Scott is another big name that we're probably going to see this year, and what that will and, and what what that will be like, and off of the reception of everything coming uh, coming there. And I, I'm still holding out hope. I don't think it's going to happen, but I love for Cole to drop so we can get all three drop in the same year. Um, I just think it's going to be a big year for music, man. I'm really I'm really really excited, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. And that's what that's what's going to be interesting over this next quarter pod that leads us to the end of summer heading into the winter where the summer is big for music, but the winter is usually historically big, but I think that's kind of shifting now because everything is so stream based. I think these artists want to be more summer artists than uh, winter artists, but you're always going to want to be winter artists because of Christmas and the album sales. Christmas that'll break. Holidays, people are buying stuff. Yeah. yeah. Usually even true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anybody else you want to add to your list before we get out of here that, that, that you're just you're just looking forward to. I think that's it. That's my list. Uh Blue Baby. That's what I'm most <laughs> excited about as far yeah, as seeing what I hear it you. does. Uh I am interested always in new Larry June, new payroll, forty two Doug, all of my guys from Detroit, just seeing how that continues to play out. 
Uh, but especially Larry June being from uh, yeah. the West Coast too. I, I, I can't wait for new Larry June. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Absolutely. Thank you, Spike, for tuning on the podcast. I always appreciate you for all the support you do and uh, both on it and off mic. And, I, and you know, I, I love having these kind of conversations with you because I know that the the deep dives, when I when I start with the Drake versus Kendrick, I know it's going somewhere different. When I start with the with the Cardi, Nick, I know it's going somewhere different. Like, that's why I love doing the conversation with you, because I know when I write down the topic and I have my questions and I have where I want it to go, I know that you're going to also take it to another place that I want that I'm not expecting it to go, but I'm glad that it goes there. And Absolutely, so that's man. why I love having you on these big podcasts. So and that's why I appreciate you reaching out and doing them for me. Um, I'm find me online. I am Spike Lou, IG, Twitter, all the social sites. The On Deck TV show podcast is every Wednesday. Another week in the books with Spike Lou and my guy Mo every Friday. Catch me with Dead End doing the reviews and big once football season comes up doing the football breakdowns with the Dead End guys. Just doing a lot of work, trying to make this content thing as big as it's going to be, Chris. Big things are brewing, right? Yeah, big things are brewing. Last thing before we go, bat, sports-related question. Okay. What What do you think of the Atlanta Hawks and the moves they're making? Um, I really, really, really like Trey Young. Uh, he's one of my favorite yeah. young players. Uh, I take him over a lot. Like, it's questionable almost. I take him over Tatum. Next to Embiid, I'm, I'm not taking him over Embiid, but I like Trey Young and his like kind of attitude towards the game. Adding somebody in the backcourt that can give you 20 and 9 as well is something that I feel like is going to be fun to watch. I can't wait yep. to hit some games here. I still need to see what they do in the front court. I've seen some pipe dreams of them signing Aiden. Some kind of way, I'm not sure if that will happen. or not. No, actually, I know it's not going to happen. But that would be a really it fun could. team if they were to get really. Yeah. If they were because to get Aiden and the backcourt, that they, I think that would be a championship caliber team. Here's the thing: we're not gonna make it a we're not gonna make it a hip hop podcast. We are gonna or a hoop talk podcast. We are gonna close it. But uh, that Kevin Durant trade is gonna be massive, and it's gonna involve multiple teams. And I don't think the Nets want Aiden. And I think that mm -hmm. if the Suns want if the Suns get KD, Aiden has to be involved. And if Aiden is involved. Uh, he's not he's going to, to Brooklyn. Play. He's going somewhere else. And I think that opens the door for Atlanta, for that Indiana, for fine. these other teams. And look, they want to get rid of John Collins. Yeah. He doesn't so I'm too well with uh, yeah. Trey. Yeah. So I think that they'll, they'll, they'll flip him. And I'll be interested to see what they what they get for him. But I like DeJounte and Trey together. Um I think that was a that that was a kind of steep price, but not a not a terrible price for DeJounte. Uh, it's gonna be worth it, and I think that they're aren't they trying to model themselves after Golden State? Would you say with Clay and Steph? Not no, the same, but a newer version. Not, not really. No, I would say I would say they're more so way. trying to be. They're trying to be like Trey Young is Steph Curry, but then let's build the rest of the team like the Clippers. Mm, okay, and just have a bunch of wing defenders, and that can also do some things. So. I'm interested to see what Atlanta's going to do, man. I think fun. they're, I think they're in a, they're in a, they're in a position to be, to be a really good team next year. But, that's anyways, I'll let you get going. I appreciate you for coming on the podcast, man. As always, again, that's I am Spike Lou on all of the socials. 
Uh, thank you for tuning in, man. I, I really appreciate you and everything that you do. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. I'll be back with some more podcasts soon. And of course, stay, stay tuned on Instagram and Twitter at real Chris Platty. That that'll be the place where you'll see the latest stuff that I'm doing over at Woodward and all the other places that I'm trying to get myself involved in. So I appreciate everyone for listening and we'll be back.